From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, you might be just losing all your money in the crypto space. <laughs> That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, September 19th, 2022. And while the crypto market is down, we are all hodling and literally holding on for dear life. I got an email from a listener Friday, and his name is Rayland. He wanted to comment on some F-merge things that we were talking about last week. He says this, Hey, Matt, good work on your merge coverage last week. I really thought you nailed it on a Thursday show. A couple thoughts. First of all, thank you very much for that. First one, so funny to hear assumed Bitcoin maximalists like Pablo taking shots at Ethereum on today's show. Why do so many proof of workers feel it's necessary to knock F down? I don't know a single F bull who doesn't own Bitcoin, and I don't know a single F bull who hates Bitcoin or Bitcoin bulls. Number two, reducing power consumption is a big deal full stop. You can argue all day long if power consumption is an overinflated issue. It's possible to be both a big deal and blown out of proportion. But you can't argue whether many people think it's a big deal. It's the thing that crypto opponents point to more often than anything, whether you like it or not. So to be able to undercut that argument and say, not anymore, son, is a big deal. And on another note, you mentioned on Thursday, F was not deflationary, but issuance was instead reduced by 9%, I said 90%, mistype, 90% of previous proof of work issuance. However, with EIP 1559's burn mechanism, F can be deflationary based on usage. So if GUI is above a certain threshold, 15 and 20 or so, then it's deflationary. And you're right, there is a lot of nuance in this conversation, and we should be pointing that out in more detail. Uh, but there is a, is it deflationary because of proof of stake, the, you know, switch to proof of, proof of stake, the merge, or is there more nuance to it? And you're right, there is more nuance to it. He also added a link and says, this site is an incredible resource for the subject, and it shows a running total of issuance. And that is ultrasound.money. The link is ultrasound.money. As of this moment, some 34 hours post-merge, F supply has increased by 390F. Under proof of work, F supply would have increased 19,483F. That is a big difference, isn't it? Anyway, he says, keep up the good work, and I 100% will. And now let's get to work and take a look at those sad, sad crypto prices. Time is 10.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and I slept like nine hours last night. I knocked with my team and other teams across uh, Ohio, knocked around a thousand doors this weekend. So I was a little suckered out. Anyway, let's take a look at those crypto prices. Bitcoin is sitting at $19,185. It is down 3.4% in 24. It's up 2.5% in an hour because when I looked at it this morning, it was around 18000 some odd dollars. Ethereum is down 
4.8% in 24, sitting at $1,356. USDT is number three, USDC is number four, and Binance is sitting at 268, down 3%. Running off the top 10, we have Binance, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. And Doge is sitting at 5.7 cents. The total market cap is down 3.4% in 24. It's at 930.9 billion. The BTC dominance is 39.5, and the F dominance has slipped all the way down to 17.8. Now let's get into those headlines. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority has issued a customer warning against cryptocurrency derivative exchange. FTX for operating within the jurisdiction of the United Kingdom without authorization. Dum, dum, dum. In a statement, the FCA stated that almost all firms and individuals offering, promoting, or selling financial services products in the UK have to be authorized or registered by us, and that FTX is not authorized by us and is targeting people in the UK. The FCA has been compiling a list of digital asset companies that have registered and adhered to the money laundering terrorist financing and transfer funds regulations of 2017 and they've all been registered since august of 2020 as of today the 37 firms on the list include gemini kraken galaxy digital etoro and others it's not clear if sbf or ftx is going to face any immediate fallout from the warning or whether they will have the opportunity to discuss their case with the regulator my guess unless there's funny business happening on the back end like blocking them from registering they're already working on it in other SBF news, by the way, SBF said on an interview with CNBC's Squawk Box that the exchange has around $1 billion to deploy on acquisitions and bailouts. The exchange has been a key player in acquiring crypto projects that have been at risk of going under during the market downturn. South Korean prosecutors have requested that Interpol issue a red notice against Do Kwan and revoke his passport. As you guys know, Do Kwan is the founder of Collapse Terra's ecosystem. You know, the whole collapse that basically took most of the crypto space down and started the dominoes falling until we're pretty much just in the red. Thank you, Doquan, with your unstable, stable coin. Interpol red notices are issued for fugitives wanted either for prosecution or to serve a sentence. Quan has yet to appear on the Interpol red notice site, however. On Saturday, Doquan himself tweeted that I'm not on the run or anything. For any government agency that has shown interest to communicate, we are in full cooperation, and we don't have anything to hide. He's not on the run. However, the location of Do Kwan, the founder of Terra Luna, is a mystery. The grift that never started even grifting, F Proof of Work, the Proof of Work blockchain fork from Ethereum that went live shortly after Ethereum's transition to Proof of Stake, has fallen victim to a replay exploit that resulted in an extra 200 FW tokens being siphoned by the attacker. The root cause of the exploitation is that the Omni Bridge, another bridge exploit, on the proof-of-work chain uses the old chain ID and doesn't correctly verify the actual chain ID of the cross-chain merge. Whatever that means, it's a boo-boo. FW seems to be dead on arrival. It's sitting at $5.60 with a new to all-time low in 24 hours, of $4.22. Remember, FW started at $143. Last week's high was $60. We're around $5.60 today, and it's not looking good. In my opinion, there's no point for FW to even exist. It was a fork by miners to try to keep mining F to make money, 
and start something so they can control the network. It just seems like a big grift. It seems like a big money grab. I think everybody knows that. They could have shifted to Ethereum Classic. They could have shifted their hash rate to some other proof of work coin, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, something like that, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I don't know why this exists besides just straight money-making grift. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Back to Dogecoin. It is now the second largest proof of work coin after Bitcoin, by the way, just to let you know. Every day, miners mine roughly 14.4 million Dogecoin, according to crypto tracking platform Currency.com. And those coins get added to the coin's 132.6 billion supply. As you guys know, Bitcoin has a limited supply, a cap supply of 21 million coins. Dogecoin has no cap. Dogecoin is currently trading at 5.7 cents. And you know what? I think a really good thing that Dogecoin devs could do is just add a max supply. What do you think? Matthew here at Decrypt.co. Yuga Labs, the company behind Board Ape Yacht Club, announced that Spencer Tucker is its first chief gaming officer. Tucker will supervise the development of the firm's Web3 gaming project started with Yuga's other side, Metaverse. Tucker, well, he has a resume of working with companies such as Scopely and Gree, where he worked as president of games and senior vice president of product, respectively. Tucker said, I believe the future of gaming will be powered by player ownership, social collaboration, and creative expression. And in some more Yuga-type ape coin, ape board ape news, ApeCoin's launch contributors are set to collectively receive 25 million Ape tokens, or about $115 million worth of tokens at the time this was written. Ape's price is down around 9% today ahead of the unlock of big questions, whether the recipients will dump their tokens on the market. And I can answer that for you. Hell yeah, they're going to dump those tokens on the market. (laughs) 100%. I mean, come on. Anyway, what is a launch contributor? Well, they're unnamed companies and people that help make the project a reality. The 25 million tokens were set to unlock six months following the ApeCoin's launch, which took place on March 17th. ApeCoin is currently trading at $5.20, down 6.8%. I personally think we're going to see a bloody, bloody day tomorrow for ApeCoin. And finally... Coit filings from yesterday indicate that Celsius has asked for authorization to sell its stablecoins in order to pay for operations. The company previously released a coin report on Wednesday, revealing that it had over $2 billion in liabilities from various cryptocurrencies. Its stablecoin hodlings amount to around $23 million held in 11 different stablecoins. Should the motion be approved, Celsius will have liquidity to continue its daily operations without or, or creditor oversight. Now, my two cents and my opinion, hell to the naw, they should get this money. Because we already seen how they handle money. We know how in dire straits they are. I don't know, and I can't, you can't be certain that this money is just not going to disappear. Or go into employees' or founders' pocketbooks. You just don't know. So if I was the court, I would do this. I would say appoint a third-party operator to, or some kind of like accountant to pay for all of operations if the operations make sense. And those operations are audited. So you liquidate the $23 million, you put it into escrow, the operator or this financial kind of third-party operator then goes ahead and pays the bills. Basically, you invoice this third-party operator to pay these bills. That's exactly how it should go. And if these things look kind of weird, like salaries are like out of skew or or they're accruing like weird costs that are like don't seem reasonable or market value, then they flag them 
find out what they're for so they're not irresponsibly spending this money or trying to like i don't know scheme off the top anyway that's what i think what do you think matthew Aaron at decrypt.co Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. If you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else or any of those podcast apps, make sure you click five stars on their rating system and leave us a comment if they have one. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>